Hello and welcome to Normal Nonsense. How are you getting on, everybody? Another week, another Zoom. Well, this is only our second Zoom, but uh, another week, another social distancing, isolation podcast recording session. That was a very long way of saying we're recording from our own houses. Um, <laughs> yeah, how are things, Amo? All good, all good. Uh, not too bad. Same shit, different day, as usual. Yeah, this is it. It's all just blended into one now. It's one big mush. I thought today was Friday. Um, it's not. It's only Thursday. So I should know that because oh, it's our yeah. recording day. Um, Friday's Friday's poker night. Poker tomorrow. Yeah, how did your poker tournament go last week? Was it last week you were playing? What? Was it last week you were playing as well? Yeah, yeah. It's starting to be every every week now. That's good. It's good oh, that you are keeping it going. Yeah. Um. So we're playing again tomorrow. Looking forward to it. A few beers. Deadly, deadly. Um, yeah, what do you make of these the phases that they're going to be rolling out now to get everything back up and running? I'm not actually completely up to date on all that stuff. <laughs> the 18th, the 18th is the big one, isn't it? The 18th is kind of like yeah, there's a bit of stuff reopening. I think uh, the likes, I think like hardware shops can open. A couple of different things yeah. are going to be, be reopening, um, and then every three weeks after that, they'll slowly introduce kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's a good, like, obviously it's a good, I, you know, good idea, I suppose. Uh, personally, I don't, like, I think they're saying that we August kind of a thing by the, like, when it's, you know, when these phases have finished. Um, but I don't see a bit, I, I kind of think we'll start reopening things and we're going to get, like, a bit of a spike. Hopefully yeah. not. Hopefully, you know, something, uh, you know, that doesn't happen and, like, that we are kind of back to normality of some sort uh by august and anyway august or september have you heard any of the uh, rules that are kind of talking about for pubs what they're going to do for pubs to reopen no so it'll be you now I, I, I meant to write it down so it'll only be kind of things like you'll be able to like it'll be obviously social distancing will be a thing so it'll be a limit on how many people can be in any in a pub at one time and <laughs> You won't be allowed to sit at the bar. Um, it'll only be table. No, you won't be allowed to sit at the bar. You won't be able, like, you won't be able to order from the bar. It'll be only table service. Um, and there'll be a limit as well, apparently, on how many drinks you can have. So I think they're saying it'd be three points, and you're out, kind of a thing. That's bollocks. Did they fucking? Did we lose losing money at that rate? It cost them only dollars. Yeah, they'd have to like every pub and everything would have to like bring in. Um, like a, a cover charge, you know, like a, a fee at the door kind of a thing, like nightclubs do, which probably wouldn't go, well, you know, some people probably would pay it, but you're out, you're, you're going to get one or two arseholes that are going to, you know, abuse it or, you know, kick up about it. But as yeah, far as people want, you know, want pubs to be reopened. Um, oh, I think as well, I think like the amount of people that can go, you know, so say like for our group of friends, we'd have to take it in shifts, you know, like only four of us could go at once. Um, like, you know, it can't be kind of big groups or whatever. Um, I think uh, I meant to write it down. I should have read it. And you can only have three points. I think it's like, yeah, I've seen that somewhere today that they're going to, like, it'll be a cap on how many, three or four points. Um, That's bollocks. You're yeah. going to go for the night. <laughs> just put on a little wig. Just keep on going back in. <laughs> put on an You're better off fucking way into the ovens, probably. Well, this is it. Like, hopefully, you know, Hopefully things do kind of start to ease now, and it seems that there is a bit of a dip. 
But and doing, but doing all that as well, it wouldn't surprise me if the fucking price of the points went up a fucking fortune as yeah. well. Oh, definitely. I'd say we are. Know, I'd, say, I'd rather drink at home. But it's, I've always enjoyed a drink at home. I, like I, I have to be honest, I am missing a, a nice poured pint of Guinness. Yeah, to, so am uh, I. To sip on, like cans just aren't doing it for me. Um, but I, yeah, I, I can't wait. Like for like it's more as well, like just being able to see my friends and things like that. Like that's what I'm most looking forward to. You know, if it's in a house or in a pub, I don't particularly care. Yeah. Or to be able to kind of like hang out with yourself and all the other lads and everything. Um, I like that. Just have like some normality, I suppose. Of like, I'm finding that now that I'm kind of, you know, it's only so many times you can go to Dawn's and like, even like if you just want to go out for, you know, to get out for a while, you can't go anywhere. You can go for a walk or, you know, and you obviously you don't want to be putting yourself at risk as well, like going places if you don't need to be going. Yeah, exactly. To shop or whatever. Well, but yeah, it looks like we're getting there a little bit. Um, the doom and gloom kind of. Obviously, we're you know probably heading into a massive fucking recession though. So. Yeah. Apparently, uh, I heard on the news today that England is going to have the worst fucking recession or something they've ever had. Well. Um. Overall, is. <laughs> um. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 But I think, yeah, like that, hopefully, you know, I suppose it's just going to be, it's going to be a tough for a little while in any way. Well, not for a little while, but for a while. Um, but sure, what can you do, you know? Exactly. But yeah, so this week's show, folks, like we said, so something that we always kind of end up talking about. And I suppose we haven't really been talking about it on the show the last couple of weeks because um, obviously there haven't been any matches or you know, it's looking like there won't be any matches, is GAA. So we thought we'd do a GAA special um, because we're both fairly, I wouldn't say like an an expert of any sort, but we uh, follow, obviously, Dublin GAA uh, demo. um, And yeah, we're we're big fans in any way as such, you know, when it comes to our county in any way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we thought we'd uh, have a little, a little. Oh, actually, before we do kick in, so maybe you recommended that movie for me to watch. Well, for everyone to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. I I was watching a film, but uh, I was like about maybe twenty minutes into it, and I realised I was watching the wrong film. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hopkins was in it because when you were saying about it last week. I just wrote down Anthony Hopkins. I didn't write down the fucking name of the film. And then I like I thought I remembered it. And I was like, oh look, I'll type in Anthony Hopkins and like I'll go through the movies he's been in. And then I seen one and it was on Netflix as well. So I was like, oh fuck it, I'll just that must be like I, I convinced myself that was it. And I was like 20 minutes in, I was like, hang on a minute, there's no one else that Demo mentioned in this movie. Um I didn't like I ended up not watching the rest of it. I just was like, oh feck it. Um but that's my review of the movie I did watch. It was called. <laughs> I don't even know what it was called. It was shite. And anyway, um, I forgot. I, I forgot to think. I forgot to think of a movie for this week. Well, I've got a movie for people not to watch. And anyway, I don't know if you've seen it. That Extraction on Netflix with uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it. Tor. It is. Mm. Oh, I think I've seen it on Netflix, but I didn't watch it. Like it, it started off kind of good. Um, it's like a lot of like fight scenes in it. Every like two seconds, there's a fight scene. Basically, it's like this mob boss's 
kid gets kidnapped from another mob boss and Chris Hemsworth is an expert in like rescuing people or some shite and he's basically sent to go and get the kid with his whole team I think I got like maybe I don't know I got to a point where like one fella gets hit with a bus like literally gets run over with a bus and there's Kate can you see Katie there coming in in the middle of fucking recording a podcast oh I seen her head there get a little hand waver <laughs> um, hang on a second <laughs> Get out of here, you bum. <laughs> What's she saying? Oh. Well, she was looking for uh, Jack's uh, suitor. Sorry about that, folks. We hide it, so we're trying to get Jack to uh, give up his suitor, I suppose. Oh, yeah. So we have a little, there's like a little fairy door in his room. So every morning he has to give a suitor to the fairy and... Uh, basically what we did like so when he kind of like goes into the bathroom like i'll take the suitor and hide it and be like oh look the fairy took it so um she was just looking for it there but sure i'll tell you ruin this so like i was saying extraction so yeah it got to this one point where this fella gets hit like i mean now like full force like gets run down with like a bus or this giant fucking van or truck and then like two minutes later he's back up for, no i know it's a film but it's not like a superhero film it's not like uh you know it's it's a real, you know, it's a real life kind of situation, kind of a scenario yeah. they're saying. Um, but yeah, I just ended up turning off absolutely awful. The action in it, like, pretty good, but uh, yeah, don't, don't watch it. Um, there's a new film out on Netflix there now called uh, Six Underground. It's not too bad. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Oh, I heard about that. I didn't watch it, though. I'm gonna write Lots that. of action in it. It's all right. It's hard to watch. Um, yeah, I heard about that. I didn't think it was him. Why did I think it was someone else that was in it? Um, he wasn't the uh, usually, usually Ryan Reynolds plays the exact same character in every film that yeah. he's in. That's something that I don't like about him, but uh, it was a bit different than this one, so it was all right. Yeah, I do like Ryan Reynolds, but I kind of do, yeah, feel he is that he's always that kind of like. It's the exact same character, or, yeah. He plays the exact same character in nearly in ninety percent of his movies. That's what I don't like about him. Um, yeah, that is true. Actually, he does. He's always got that same kind of character. But actually, and something else that I watched, um, I literally have like wrote down on my notes like extraction shy beside it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my review of it because I'd heard like loads of people were talking about it and being like, "Oh, it's brilliant," and it's like. Did you ever watch that uh, The Raid? Did you ever watch those movies? I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen them. They're like brilliant. And like someone said to me, like, oh, it's like the new raid. And I was just like, right, must be good. Like, and like I, you know, I like Chris Hemsworth. It's fucking it's nothing like the raid. It's absolutely shite. Uh like the fight scenes in it are brilliant, like really well choreographed and everything, but no, don't. It's I think it's like over two hours as well. Yeah, I got like maybe like I think it was like 40 minutes in. I was like, no, 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 no. So I uh-huh. turned it off. Uh, another thing that I watched, actually, just while I think about it, before we get into the LGAA, um, is this. So I I heard about this documentary through watching. So I don't know whether you know that show, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. So it's basically, it's Larry David. Uh, he's like, he was one of the writers of Seinfeld. But basically, yeah, so... This documentary is called like Longshot and it's about this fella who was convicted of a murder or was accused of a murder and anyway and arrested for it and 
I don't even fucking watch the documentary. I don't even remember if she went to jail. Yeah, he was in jail. And basically, he was like, no, I didn't do it. Like, when it happened, I was at, like, a baseball game. And, like, they were like, right, look, you know, we're going to try to get proof and blah, blah, blah. But then it turned out that the day he was, like, when he was at this baseball game, at the time that this murder was happening, the show Curb Your Enthusiasm was being filmed. And he, like, literally, so, like, in one of the shots on the show, the fella who's been accused of the murder, like, walks, like, he's coming back from his seat or from the toilet with his daughter. And, like, he literally, his face is, like, right there on camera. Uh, and then, like, in a couple of other shots, like, from different angles, they can see him and everything. And he got off. He was uh, set free. Um, but it was crazy because I was just like, like, what are the chances that, like, that, you know, he's in that row, like, exactly at the like, perfect time. And that, that, like, that part makes it to the show as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But, and it's only, like, that was only, like, I think it's just over half an hour long. Really good. I'm not into, like, crime dramas, really, or shit like that. But, uh, yeah, it was very good. So I'd recommend go watch that. But, right, uh, thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, we'll get into GAA, will we? I'll be shall, yes. Um, so where were we? So yeah, so like that, I kind of said to you earlier in the week, a couple of different kind of maybe topics. So will we kick it off with like a favourite match or your favourite match of all time? Or just in general? Uh, one of my favourites was... The, it was kind of nerve-wracking as well. It was the All Ireland final in 2017, uh, Dublin Mayo. In 2017, sorry. 2017, yeah. Um, Dan Rock scored the winner, the the, the the free over the bar. That was one where that prick Lee Keegan, remember, he threw the track oh, around. He threw the, yeah, that's right, yeah. in the last couple of that seconds. Was, that was one of my favourites, anyway. It was brilliant. Yeah, that was. We were. That was we watched that in your house, didn't we? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember, like, I kind of I was like looking up kind of stuff with just like scores and different things like that. And it seems that like most times that we played Mayo, it either like was a replay or we beat them by one point. And like as much as those matches are nerve wracking, or, or any of the games that we've won by one point or that have gone to replays, as much as those games are like nerve wracking, they're absolutely amazing matches. Like I'd much prefer to yeah. see a match like that. And see Dublin, you know, going in at the half, already have won the match, kind of a thing. Uh, just yeah, as yeah. A, purely as a spectator, kind of a thing. Obviously, you know, want Dublin to win, but um, yeah, those types of matches. Uh, yeah, I have that match recorded on the telly still inside. Um, I watched it a few times, so I could just love watching it. The last few, <laughs> so the was, last yeah. few Ireland's are recorded as well. Yeah, and I think like that, like you know, there is just um. Like, there's such a high standard. Again, like, for anyone that's listening outside of Ireland or doesn't know what GAA is, so GAA is, like, our kind of national sport. So there's hurling and then there's the football. Um, but, like, they're amateurs. They're not, you know, they're, they're basically doing what professionals do, but they don't get paid. It's all, you know, it's um, just purely for the love of the sport. Uh, and obviously the biggest trophy is the All-Ireland, um, the Sam Maguire Cup, which is currently held by Dublin. For any of our uh-huh. non-Irish listeners, record holders, fucking record holders, history history makers. Um, yeah, that match actually. That, I didn't even think about that match. Uh, the the Mayo match when I was kind of thinking what were my kind of favorite match, but that definitely would kind of rank up there as well for me uh, as one of the. No, no, last year's All Ireland was probably the most nerve wracking for me. Yeah, because 
that was the, where we were. You know, obviously we won it in the end, thankfully, and we made history. But it's because we were making history if we win it. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never been more nervous about a match. And I think like that it was, it was against, like, I think, you know, if it had been any other team, it wouldn't have been as special. Um, the fact that Kerry are such a, like, you know, a high standard of team and are such, like, a, they're, you know, one of the greats uh, in in the sport. Um, it, it, like, it made it kind of, and I think I remember even saying this to you, Damo, kind of like last year, or even at any point we've kind of faced Kerry, I've always kind of said, like, if we have to lose, I'd want to lose to Kerry, you know. Uh, I would yeah, I said, I said the same as well. Because Kerry, because they're a good team. Yeah, this is it. They're, like, they're a classy team. They're a very, you know, respectful team. Um, and, like, you know, the likes of kind of the Mayos and things like that, they want to win. They want to beat us and stuff like that. But they're the type that you'd never fucking hear the end of it. Um, exactly. It'd just, you know, go on and on and on. Um, no, I, I don't I don't watch soccer, but I always said uh, Mayo are the GAA's version of fucking... Soccer is fucking Liverpool because apparently, <laughs> apparently they're the same. But listen, I think it is like you know they're constantly going on like that. They won the league it was the last year they won the league, and like, you yeah, know, it's where they won the All Ireland, um, or like that. You know, even like beating you know if they beat Dublin in the league or anything like that, it's you know they like they've won the All Ireland. Um, yeah. As well, it's a great you know it's great being able to say like that if you've beaten the uh, All Ireland yeah. champions. They've lost. May 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 have lost nine All Ireland finals. Since they won it last time in 1951. Yeah, so, and again, so for anyone that doesn't know, the apparently there's a curse on Mayo. Um, the last time they won the All Ireland, when they were on their way back to Mayo, apparently they didn't slow down. Was it for a hearse or something? Or they drove they, around the fucking drove, funeral or yeah, something. Yeah, a funeral. Um, and apparently there was a nun or a priest or something uh, as part of the part of the congregation of the funeral or something, and put a curse on them. Um, and the curse won't end until all the people that were there, all the priests, is it, that were there or something, are dead. So there's still two alive or one alive, and he lives in he lives in America somewhere, I think. Yeah. Um, but and there's plenty of people out there that <laughs> believe that that is the reason they haven't won. Um, and sure. It's, you know, I, I think. I think it was a 2016 final against Dublin. That they even had a priest come in, blessing them and all, That's and blessing right, them. Yeah, lift, lift lifted the curse. The curse. Yeah, <laughs> he lifted the curse. Let them fuck up. <laughs> well, well, as it like there is, it's plenty of I suppose superstitions. I remember one year. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was like Armagh knocked Dublin out of the All Ireland, and anyway, and the next day in the paper it was like Armagh's secret, and apparently they had started wearing this. Uh, a symbol was printed on all their jerseys, and it was some like you know, it was a lucky symbol of some like or something. <laughs> they hadn't they hadn't wore it for any other matches. It was only when they faced Dublin uh, or something like that. It is um, years back. I remember hearing about this, um, and I just kind of thought like, well, you know, maybe you know they did beat us. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I put down for one of my favourite matches of all time was the Kerry Dublin final of 2011. So this is the first time that we won it uh, since 1995. Um, That's true. That was when so, Stephen Cluxton scored the winner. Uh, free kick, um, literally in the last seconds, and won it for us. Um, and just like that, I was watching kind of back. I was watching back the last kind of ten minutes of that match because that's when it kind of all changed. So like that, there was 10 minutes to go. We were three points down. Kerry were 
Did I write down the score? I don't think I wrote down the score. No. Well, Kerry and anyway, we're up by three. I think, yeah, we were down by a goal. Like, Kerry had just scored a goal or, we're, you know, there were a goal ahead anyway. Um, and literally then, like, just shortly after... Sorry, what it was, Kerry had a free. They scored a free. They went three up. And literally then, it kind of just all kicked in for Dublin. Kevin, yeah. uh, Kevin McManahan scored a goal. And a fantastic goal it was as well. And just... Uh, we, only, we only won by a point. We only won by a point, yeah, that's right. One twelve to one eleven. But like that, it was kind of very touch and go for a while. Like that, we were still then, you know, it was kind of it was level. Then Kerry got, you know, it kind of was going back and forth a little bit. Uh, Brogan scored a point actually. We went up by one point. Then Kieran Donaghy uh, scored a point. Um, we got a free, but then it was taken away because I can't remember who it was, but they pushed Kieran Donaghy in the face as they were getting up off the ground. So the ref made it a jump ball. Um, there was. Another free, sorry, yeah. So Kerry leveled it then, I think. And it then literally it was the dying seconds. Kevin McManahan got the free, he was fouled. Um, and just like the way Stephen Cluxton approached the ball, like literally dying seconds of the match, it's potentially going to a replay. Um, he literally just strolls up to the ball as if it's the first kick of the game. He was so calm, <laughs> just so collective scores it and then literally just like pegs it back to the fucking goal um, and obviously then the ball the, you know put back in play and like the whistle blew like and you can really see kind of in those matches in like finals and even now at this stage like even when Dublin won it last year there is still so much like uh, ambition to you know to win more and and like I kind of you know, really kind of seen it in 2011 like it had been such a long time like 16 years since we'd won it um, the last time and like we'd been so close so many times before that uh, that it just meant so much to the players like and you know what the amount of work they um, had put in but even like yeah. looking at that like the amount of players that were on that team who are still on the team now and like were like really young like that Kevin Mack uh, Manning was um, like he was a starter at that point you know now I know his role now like coming off the bench and he still has a huge impact um, but it's crazy to think that you know he was he was very young at that point. Well, not very young, but like, there's plenty of lads who were on the team. Um, like the likes of Bernard Brogan was still you know was like new on the team or new enough on the team. Uh, Michael Darren McCauley as well. Like you know a lot of kind of like lads who are still on the team now. Um, but yeah, well definitely. And like I was like rewatching it, and I think when we we watched it in the Metro actually. If I remember correctly, um, that final I remember it was me, yeah, me, you, and Gar went to the Metro to watch it. They were playing on the big screen. Um, I think Tear came as well, actually. And I just remember that though, like that, when like Stephen Cluxton stepping up to take that kick, and just like the it was like that, you know, kind of like even like in films where like he kicked it and everything just kind of like froze, like everything went real silent. The ball moved in slow motion. Um, it was just very. Uh, it was amazing, and like that. Even rewatching it now today, before like before this, was just like I was watching it for the first time all over again, which is yeah. a good feeling. But I think like that, you know, like like I watch like other sports. Like obviously, I, like I'm you know into basketball and I support the Lakers, and even like in finals and things like that in basketball, 
there's no like there's no feeling compared to like when you're watching a GA match. Um I don't know whether as well, like, you know, obviously being, you know, it's your own, like it's your city, it's your county kind of being represented as well. So there's a lot of kind of I suppose bragging rights almost on the line uh for matches. Yeah, definitely. But, um I think like that, I think kind of as well, like there's been a lot of great games between like Dublin and Kerry and Dublin and Mayo as well. Um but yeah, that was one of my favourite matches of all time and Cluxton scored the winner. Um Yeah. It was a Brighton. And like, you know, at that time as well, that was kinda of, it was all fairly new of this whole thing of like goalkeepers taking threes and things like that or taking forty fives. Um I'm like I'm sure there was like other teams doing it before, kind of Stephen Cluxon's done it, but he definitely just made it into uh, an art form and he done it for a couple of years as well after that. Um yeah, he used to take all the forty fives until Dean yeah. Rock took over. Yeah, this is it. So um Doesn't doesn't yeah. doesn't Dean Rock hold the title now for the most points ever scored by a player? I was actually I was trying to like yeah, I was trying to look this up earlier on because remember I was saying to you I'm gonna ask you a few questions at the end. So I was trying yeah. to kind of find out like different things like that, but I couldn't find any records on like that on you know like who's the like top like who scored the most goals like in a or you know for Dublin or anything like that. But yeah, I think it is. I think Dean Rock does hold the uh, that record. Um, oh no, he's toured. Oh. Who's first? Uh, hold on. The championship top scorer. It says all Ireland senior football championship top top scorers. So one is Colin McShane from, from Tyrone, but it doesn't say how many. Two is Sean O'Shea from Kerry, and then three is Dean Rock from Dublin. Hmm. I'll have to try to find that out. Well, it doesn't say, it just says top scorers, so I don't know if that's points or goals or what. Yeah, yeah, true. We'll have to, we'll do some more research for the, for volume two of their GA special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so then after that, I was kind of saying to them about favorite players. So, who's your favorite player from like back in the day who doesn't play anymore? Doesn't play anymore. Would you have a favorite? Um, oh, I don't know. I was always, I was a big fan of Jail. He's always still hanging in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was looking. I was actually like looking at like who the uh, the management team is now, and Jail is still part of the uh, selectors. So that's pretty good. Oh, I'm glad. Um, yeah, I have I have Jo down as well. Um, there was only ever going to be one. Uh, yeah, it's like I suppose when I kind of first got like you know my sister started bringing me to matches, um, I had obviously heard about Jo and I got like I was I always had like an interest in Ja, but never really you know didn't go to matches or didn't watch matches as such. Um, it was only kind of as I got a bit older, like that my sister would bring me when she was going. Um, yeah, but obviously I'd heard like an awful lot, like you know from. Uh, from my sister and stuff like that. So, yeah, J.O. was always one of those things. I remember he came to Albon as well, I think, for like a presentation. Um, I remember that, yeah. I think, we're, I think we're only in fourth year. Yeah, we would have been, I think. Um, but, yeah, so I, as, like, he's an amazing player as well. Like, you know, it's not just a novelty kind of uh, reason I put him in for. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so what about nowadays? Who's your favourite player? Oh... No, it is. It's hard. It's hard to pick one out of such a great team, like because they all, yeah, they all kind of play that part. You know what I mean? Like, like Dean Rock is brilliant. I love, uh, I love Kevin McManaman as well when he's on. Um, like I put that. Like I, I do have. I think like Cluxton is like he's a fantastic player. He's just like he's a fantastic leader as well. Of what you know, 
how he he just like I don't know how he just he just seems so like calm and collective all the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Also, like uh, Jack McCaffrey, I just think his like athleticism, even is um, yeah, serious speed in him as well. It's like it's scary. I think it was like was it last year as well when I was like a half time and like he was like shot off down the tunnel, fucking dying yeah, for it. Yeah, Jack Um, but yeah, like that it is. It's very difficult now to pick like one player uh, on the Dublin team. Um, yeah. Who do you remember? Do you remember your first ever match in Cove Park? Or your first ever time seeing the Dublin League? Uh, yeah, it would have been hold. Yeah, no, maybe I don't. It was a Leinster semi final, anyway. I remember that. I was on the hill, and um, I was with my sister. And oh man, I want to say, like, I want to say it was like Mead or Kildare, possibly that we were playing. I remember it being one of those two teams, and anyway, I'm gonna have to look that up because I still have the uh, tickets and everything. I keep a, I had a lot of tickets from back then. Um, yeah, but yeah, like when I was kind of like a little bit younger, um, a little bit younger, probably about twenty years ago now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to a, like a lot of games with my sister. Um, she would bring me so like that. It was always like on the hill, um, and that yeah, that in itself was an, an experience. Uh, I've never been on the hill. I think definitely when it, well, maybe you'll never be able to go on the hill now with coronavirus. Uh, well, not now, but, but but I don't. I, I wouldn't like to watch a match from the hill anyway because you fucking down the end see, of the pitch and say fuck all. Like. Yeah, you see, and it depends on where you are as well. It depends on the weather because now they have that like, um, like kind of like the glass, like the plexiglass kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like if the sun hit, like hits off that a certain way, you can't see fucking shit. Uh, it is like it's it's a good spot. Like you would kind of think like yeah, you can't see anything, but it is like it is. You know, you can still follow the match again depending on what part you're standing in and. Uh, different things like that but the atmosphere alone like and it is good crack like on the hill and yeah a lot of characters <laughs> um, you, I can't you remember, remember? I, I can't remember who we were playing it was years ago I can't even remember who we were playing and I was down the canal and up with the upper tier Um, I think it might have been Kildare or something like that but I think it was it, was, it wouldn't have been a very big important game either do you know what I mean yeah Um. But I can't remember who we were playing. I just remember that we were down the canal and we were watching it. Um, and it was gold crack. We won it in the end. But I can't remember who the fuck we were playing. And another memory I have from years ago, again, I can't remember who we were playing, right? I missed the whole second half of the match because I got a fucking dose of the shites. And I was in the jacks the whole time. So we're, and, and on the way home was a fucking nightmare. He stopped off and poked me running and taking shit and all. Because I got a dose of the fucking shit. So I must have had something wrong. I don't know. <laughs> A fucking dodgy pint. <laughs> I wouldn't be drinking points at that age. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, a lot of points in there, actually, all right. Do you remember the last time we were in there? Yeah, they aren't actually that bad. I think it like, actually, it's a fuck, like it is a rip off, and it wouldn't be, you know, my first kind of preference, but uh, it was drinkable, I suppose. Uh, yeah, um, I've had fucking worse. Like, I was expecting it to be wrong. Yeah, I, tried it taste, yeah. but I was expecting it to be a lot worse. Um, yeah, no, they're not too bad. I had like down. I think it was myself and Gary went to a match there last year and we were on the hill. I think it was one of the Super 8 games. It was near, like, a, yeah, I think it might have been a Super 8 game or something we went to. And we were on the hill. And there was this, like, uh, 
there was a fella on front of us with his kids and obviously like one of his children had like additional needs or whatever um and he had one of those you know the, the what are they fucking called the big horns the um oh yeah i know what things are on the the, uh, that's what they're called and uh it wasn't like the match well i think by this stage we had qualified like we were going to the semi-finals kind of a thing um you know the outcome of the match didn't really matter so there wasn't many people there but the kid just kept on blowing the fucking Vuvuzela. And he had like a Mickey Mouse hat on, on him. Oh, like there was a, an outfit like a bit back from us. Now, obviously, didn't know, like wasn't, you know, aware. But uh, it just, like the kid is blowing and blowing the fucking Vuvuzela. And all of a sudden, all you hear is, here, Mickey Mouse, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to shove that up your hole. <laughs> there's kind of like, obviously, like people kind of like near him are all kind of like laughing or whatever. And then like someone kind of near us Obviously, cops, like, right, you know, it's only a kid in any way, regardless, but he obviously, you know, has additional needs. And he goes up and says it to the, your man, obviously. And then he shouts down again. He's like, Mickey Mouse, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, definitely, the hill is a great place. Like, there is definitely a lot of, like, um, do you, like you'd meet an awful lot of characters on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, like, one of the matches me and you went to, and we were, like, right on the halfway line. And there was your one who was sitting beside us was like telling us she was like the physio for the team or something. She was like, oh, I was talking to Philly there the other day. Told him he needs like stretch this. Like just shiting over. And you kept on talking to her as well. She kept talking to me. Yeah, she said she, said she knew Philly and his ma and all that kind of shit. I mean, she probably she did, like to be honest. But, like, I remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, lo- I, do, I love going to matches. I do. I think it's a, it's a great experience. I'd strongly recommend it. Oh, yeah. For anyone, if you've never been, when you can again, mm. go to a match. Uh, and the match, was, the match we went in down in Mayo as well was great in Castlebar. Yeah, that, well. that was that was great crack. And I think that's a good thing as well about it. It is that it's um, for the league as well. You know, and sometimes in championship, you you know, you might travel um, a little bit. I like that we obviously have gone down to Mayo uh, for the match. Um, but that was when it wasn't like the kid was sitting in front of us, and every time like we cheered or anything, she kept on like turning around, like staring at us. Um, oh yeah, Jen, like, Jenny wanted to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it, like that, you know, that was a great match, and again, great atmosphere afterwards as well. You know, um, good crack, and it's good to see the amount of like Dublin fans that do travel as well. You know, they're oh doing, yeah, uh, big fucking hurt for them. Um, was it the traveling Hill Sixteen or whatever? What do you call yeah, it? Yeah, it was a Hill Sixteen on tour. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Um, rule changes, Damo. Just being like over kind of like the last couple of years, or just like all, you know, every so often there seems to be kind of like some rule changes to the game in some yeah. way or another. Some, you know, improve the game, improve like the speed of the game, others don't. Is there any kind of I suppose recent like rule changes that you're like just kind of feel, you know, they can be done without or are gonna kinda of affect the game like in a negative way now going forward? What what's gonna have a big impact, I think, is the the way they change the black card rule. Yeah, because usually when when he used to get a black card, he was off, and another player came on. But now that yeah. player is off for ten minutes, and a lot can happen in ten minutes in a GAA match, yeah, especially with exactly, two yeah. two top teams. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're a player down for ten minutes. I think that's gonna have a big fucking impact on games. Yeah, definitely. I kind of do feel it will. It'll kind of because, you know, um, 
like that it was originally when the black card was brought in there was you know if you got a black card you were sent off but you could be replaced by another player um but like that yeah now i don't like it's gonna i think it's gonna depend on how the black card is used by referees because it did seem like last season uh, or last year the year before kind of when they were brought in there was no consistency with it you know like yeah. one player would get you know a black card for say like a high tackle kind of a thing and then like another player would get like a red card for a yellow card for a kind of a thing um yeah i think no it's basically of... it's just going to be the fucking referee's discretion i think yeah he'll decide there and then whether i'm going to give him a black or a yellow that'll be it, like. yeah um and it's then that it could be like it could swing a match and i know that's the whole point of it is is that it's to take away you know it's to punish a team for a foul or whatever but you know, I think it it needs to be clear of like right. These are the black card offenses. These are yellow card offenses. Kind of a thing. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that should be like I think kind of, like a black card kind of offense should be something that could potentially be a red card offense because you know if it's bad enough for a player to have to leave the pitch, I think then yeah, like that should be something that could potentially be a red card as well. So yeah. um, I did like yeah, it is. It's kind of it's a gray area. Um, it doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. And anyway. Uh, but like that, it could like impact on teams. I say like there's only five minutes left in a match, and a player gets a black card. Um, oh yeah, that could like that's it. You know that player's gone for the rest of the game, or uh, you know it could. And I think we will kind of see it. Like and we we already have, I suppose, kind of at times, and um, it's going to have an impact on a team. But, but they could run. They could run longer than ten minutes as well, because that player's yeah, exactly. not going to get back on until the game yeah. is stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is it. So and again, that's you know it's all at the referee's discretion as well. Like the refs, like he'll tell him when to come back on. So if the referee doesn't feel like he's done the ten minutes or whatever, then he stands yeah. off kind of for a little bit longer. Or uh, and then you see the whole kind of thing, like you know, like you're going to get referees that are going to kind of abuse it and they're going to just you know not use it in the right way, and it's going to just ruin games as well. Like it, there is going to be times that it's going to you know. Obviously, it's going to add some excitement to a game that if you're a player down for 10 minutes, you know, can the other team, if the other team are down a couple of points, can they capitalize and get back into the match? Yeah. Or, you know, are they just going to kind of like let that slip away? Um, so, yeah, it can make matches more interesting, but it can also ruin games if it's just being thrown around the place. Um, and we have, we've seen it happen where players are getting black cards for you know, minor offences. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it'll make it a lot harder for us because I know there's a lot of refs out there, I think, that are very against Dublin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but like, and it, then won't, it won't do us any favours. Yeah. And then as well, like, you've got referees who are willing kind of to, like, let matches kind of play out. Like, who I suppose will kind of use their initiative as well. Like, just for example, say, like, that the 2011 final, um, we got fouled. And as our player was getting up, he pushed Kieran Donaghy in the face. Like, clearly a foul. Like, you know, there's no denying it. He didn't get, like, there was no card. There was nothing. It was just, tur- like, the free was taken and it was turned into a jump ball. So, like, you know, we weren't punished as such in that situation. Where nowadays, like, that could have easily been a black card for that player. Um, or, you know, worse kind of a thing. Um, and there, like, you're always going to get like that. There is going to be refs that are going to be biased against Dublin or against other county, you know, it could be, you know, it's not just that they're biased against Dublin. There does seem to be certain referees that, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't, well, I'd hope referees don't kind of go into a match thinking, you know, fuck this, I'm going to, you know, make sure Dublin have a hard time of it. Um, yeah. And sometimes but, it feels like that. 
Yeah, definitely. And then, like, there's that referee who, remember, it was the last year, actually, I think he was refereeing the final, and it was, like, the petition to have him removed because he lives in Dublin or something. Um, and he kind of went out, and, it like, it seemed like he was out to prove a point. So he was yeah, exactly. not that, giving that Dublin was, anything. Like, that was a disgrace. Yeah. And, you know, he went, he went out of his way to try and make sure Dublin lost. Yeah, exactly. And this is, you know, he kind of was like proving a point to like people who had kind of said he was trying to help, you know, he was going to help Dublin or whatever, um, which just takes away from the flow of a game and the, like the excitement of a game uh, when you're, you know, when like when there's something like, like that, when there's something online, like the All Ireland final, um, it can ruin, you know, ruin someone's chances. Oh, yeah. Another rule that I don't particularly like is this new the mark rule. You know, if you catch it, you can like the play can be stopped or whatever. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But they don't always do it. Only they only kind of yeah. do it at their own discretion as well. The yeah. players. Um, and I think like that it is. It's good uh, that like that. It's not a case of if you catch it, that's it. You know, stop. Like it is up to the player. I just kind of feel that you know there may be one or two teams that will end up kind of using it as a like as a weapon, kind of to slow down a game. And to try yeah. kind of knock the team off their pace, and it'll just—I think—it'll just kind of like ruin the pace of the game. Um, I think again, it should be kind of used at a discretion. Like maybe you know, you can use it like in the middle of matches, kind of a thing. That you know, if there is like five or ten minutes left in a match, you can't like you know, it's—it's it's no longer in effect, kind of a thing. Because yeah. again, I like, think about it—you catch that ball in like shooting distance, and there's like two minutes left on the clock or something. It's an open shot, basically. Yeah. Um, they'll, use it, they'll, use, they'll always use it to their advantage, whether it's to yeah, stop yeah. the game or to not stop and just keep on going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, as far as rule changes go, like I, the Super 8s I wasn't kind of a fan of, fan of when it kind of started. I kind of feel it's a bit um, like that we've kind of seen it now, like the last two years of it, that by the second matches, we know who's going to the semi-finals, like, you know, and the third matches become pointless, really. Um, well, yeah. for at least you know, for at least one team, it tends to become pointless, um, and like that, it, you know, or I get it. Obviously, it's great. It's great that there's more matches to go to, um, but at the same time, then you get those matches like that. You know, like last year and the year before for Dublin. And anyway, we had won like our two matches, our first two matches. We knew we were going to the semi final, regardless of the outcome of the third match. And yeah, like there's just not, there's not the excitement there. Um, compared to like the old structure of you know the quarterfinals and then the semis so straight away like uh, so yeah I'm not a fan of it well I am and I am at the fan of the Super 8 I suppose um, because as well then like players are running the risk of getting injured um, you know suspended anything really yeah um, if you know having these matches like, like that it's games all- where it's always the same few teams up there at the top that yeah. are going that, that far. You know what I mean? That's what a lot of yeah. the other counties are giving out over as well because they'll never, they'll never have a chance to even get up near the fucking yeah, proper final kind of stage. You know what I mean? And that's it. I think like, you know, the Super 8 think that it was brought in to try and like give like that, you know, teams who are like just, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like you know, because it seems to always be like that one team that you're like, how did they get into the super? Like, why are they in the super eights? Um, but you know, you never know. There could always be that one year where one of those shit teams ends up winning the That's whole thing. It. You, you wouldn't know. know. Um, 
what do you think as far as like you know going forward now especially i suppose with things the way things have happened what kind of how do you see GAA um, evolving you know over the next couple of years and anyway do you think like that do you think more rules are going to be brought in do you think kind of like something's going to be brought in like there's always been the talk of no no i don't think there's ever been any kind of like real like anything real behind it but like that you know talk of like splitting dublin into two teams um into a north and south team um to try that, that, like, that, that can't happen I kind of feel if that happens for us, it should happen for like you know other counties as well. Like it should happen, you know, for all the top counties, like the likes of Kerry, yeah. Cork. Uh, no, they you can't know. do it. Yeah, it is, I just if, think... they did, if they did, like Dublin North and the South would would still always be up there in the championship final it. stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would always be like you know the potential of them it being like a Dublin, like a Dublin versus Dublin final, um, you know, or semi-finals or whatever. And I just. I don't, I don't see how and it would have all of us against each other as well, like Dublin fans yeah, against each other. You know definitely. what I mean? You, you can't split, you can't split a county like that. You can't do that. No, and I think that's something that's great about GAA. You do see like a lot of like community, and I think even like at times like this now, you've kind of seen it from like a lot of clubs and everything like that, kind of getting out there and supporting, um, supporting like different charities and different causes, and it's great to see. And it just kind of goes to show like how much of a community GAA is. Um, yeah. I think like that if you do like you were to split the county you're just kind of you're pitting those people against each other um, exactly uh, I, I think they need to lay off a bit on the fucking rule change as well they seem to be bringing far too many new rules in instead of just leaving the game be as it I, is do you know what I mean and I think like that as well they don't kind of give it enough time sometimes like you know they're, they they add new rules in and then the next year they're adding more new rules in so you're not even getting proper time to kind of see if the first set works properly, you know, yeah, like, let, yeah. like let rules, like I think they've even changed. Like I think the mark rule was brought in last year, the year before last, and they've changed it again. Now, you know, I think they've expanded the area where you can catch it and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So, and even like that, the black card, like, you know, it originally came in, it was you were off and a player was brought on, where now they've changed it to the 10 minute thing. Um, I think, like, yeah, they need to kind of just like leave some rules for a little while like let them kind of set in you know and see how players play with them and see how they get yeah. on and yeah just leave it be and not add on. just let as it is now we even just fucking leave like that for a couple of years yeah exactly yeah let it play out, like, you know what i mean definitely uh do you think that do you think we're going to see any ga this year or do you think that's it it's scrapped uh, I, I, I was only thinking about this during the week I think if they do try and do it this year and try and squeeze in you know the championship games and the finals and all I think it'll be far too rushed yeah at this stage at this stage they're probably better off just waiting until next year and starting a whole fresh season again yeah well this is it I think I, I just think it'll be too rushed I don't know now, if they do it'd be great to watch it again because it feels like it's been ages yeah, since the season yeah. Much, but yeah I don't know because yeah. and are they planning on, on trying to get any this year, like for the I, Ireland? I don't know. Like I read something that there was talk of uh, doing it, like it'd all be behind closed doors kind of thing. There wouldn't be any fans allowed at matches, um, that kind of a thing. And again, I don't know whether that would even impact on the actual atmosphere for players. You know, some players are obviously going to react differently. Yeah, you know, to the yeah, empty I, I think at this stage. They're better off leaving until next year, I think, this, at this stage, anyway. Yeah, I kind of feel that myself as well, that, you know, what's the point? And then you might get players or, you know, whole counties that don't want to take part, like don't want to be putting their players at risk, which is understandable. 
and again, like, you know, yeah, I like I kind of feel that you know, just pick up maybe next year, like maybe even I don't know, maybe like skip the league next year or something, go straight into the championship, um, yeah. maybe even like look at a restructure of the championship or something that it's like done maybe like maybe do like the provincial uh, championships in like some type of a group kind of a thing um, yeah or like some way of that or i don't know so i think it, it might be a bit better than kind of doing the league where you've got like a, like you know a high amount of matches maybe if you kind of just i suppose you'd probably still have the same well no, you wouldn't have the same amount of matches um no like yeah, maybe like do it like you know something like that, like a league structure within each count or in each province, and yeah. then go into the All Ireland. I think maybe scrap Super Eights, um, and just go back to the old format of you know the quarter final, like just being one match kind of a thing. Yeah. Then now, if, if if they do if they do leave it till next year, I hope that doesn't affect us. As in, you know. Put a fucking yeah. stop on you know on our momentum because we we, we just don't made history last year we done five in a row so I hope it doesn't kind of slow us down in that sense and stop the momentum. Started a conspiracy theory there, Damo. Coronavirus was all started just to try stop Dublin winning another All Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Now, in fairness, in saying that, all the games that we did play this year, I wasn't impressed with not a single one, not none of them. Hmm. I thought we we played dreadful in every game this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Now I know I know Dublin are always different in the in the championship than they are in the league, but I still didn't enjoy really watching any of the games this year. I thought he played fucking crap. Yeah, and I think like that as well that it um it just didn't seem to be clicking for them. Like even like the matches that we won or whatever, did we even did we win any matches? We drew a lot of matches. Yeah, but we I think we we won, I think we won two, drew two, and and lost one. Yeah, hmm. something like that anyway. But, but none of them were, were good, like even the ones that you won, like hmm. you're just yeah. it was like the hearts on a dinner or something. Yeah. I think like that it like, you know, obviously there's been changes uh, as well with the kind of the coaching or the management and all that kind of stuff. You're you yeah. know, you're gonna have that bit of time of right there, you know, like Desi Farrell is obviously gonna have players he wants to bring in and players he wants to move out or whatever. Um, and that's fine. And like the league has always I suppose been seen as like kind of that time for the younger players to get a bit of playing time and see where they fit in the in the uh, in the team and then yeah, as the league true. tends to go on you start to see the more senior players making appearances um, yeah. and seeing how they all mix together but yeah I definitely totally agree with you wasn't kind of the Dublin team we're used to kind of seeing in the league yeah. um, but like that if we had a kind of if championship had started it would have been a it, like it always is they always tend to come out they're a completely different uh, different yeah. beast when it comes to championship time um, I was. I have to say as well. I was. I was very sad to see Jim Gavin go. He was an absolutely yeah. phenomenal manager. Um. So I. I think that probably would have impacted the players a bit as well. Yeah, definitely. And because I suppose it did kind of come out of nowhere. No one kind of really knew what was going to happen. Like obviously there was like a lot, a lot of talk of you know he was going to be leaving. There was a lot of talk he was coming back. I thought he had signed a contract extension, um, for another year. But obviously, yeah, he kind of just announced it then that he was stepping down. Yeah, I suppose, I don't see him there for another three years. Yeah, I think it was like he just obviously brought something very special to the team, um, and got the best out of players. He, uh, he just yeah, he was a fantastic. Yeah, he, de- he, de- he definitely knew his stuff, and he was always he was always yeah. real calm. Like even even 
even when yeah. they all are in the finals, when, when the camera is on them, like, he just stands up, walks over, shaking the fella's hand like it was just an awful game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no jumping around with joy or anything like that. And he was, he was a bit, like he was very much, um, you know, like he was a realist kind of a thing. You know, we played bad. He was just like in interviews, like, well, we played bad. We need to go now and fix it. And and even I remember one of the years where we won the All Ireland, and he was being interviewed, and he was just like, oh well, we just have to get ready now for the next match. Like you know, like they were like, oh no, no, that's it. You've all the matches are played. And he was like, yeah, get ready for the league. Like he was, there was no, you know, like he was looking straight away. He was like looking at like, right, well, we've done this. Now we have to move on and get ready for next year and be prepared. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and hopefully, obviously, Desi can bring um, bring more glory to us. Uh, Fingers crossed, yeah. But, do, you know, do, you know, do you know how long Desi signed on for? What's his contract? Two, three years, I think. Three, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it tends to be like three years is what they you know they get at the start and then it depends on how well they do. You may right. even see the three years. Hopefully he does, it'd be very good. Um you know, he's uh, you know, uh, obviously a former player, uh, has won like has an all Ireland medal to his name yeah. as well. Yeah. So um hopefully he can and he played with Jim Gavin as well, so you know, hopefully maybe a bit of it was rubbed off him. He's been coaching the under twenty ones, wasn't he, in the minors for a while? Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah, he's done very good with them. Yeah, um, he had like that. He's won, you know, he's been winning with them. So, like, obviously, a lot of the old players will be kind of filtering in now into the senior squad, which is good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what does what he can do when everything does get back up and running. I can't wait, kind of, just to watch matches again, like like that. I do kind of feel. It's something I'm kind of missing because um, obviously it would be kind of now getting to championship time and you know matches would be on and um, just I just miss it. <laughs> um, I had something else. What was I gonna say? I can't remember now. It's gone. I just uh, I I think um, our jersey this year, the new one. Or was it that last year as well? Whatever, whatever the, you know, the one that we yeah, have now, yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably, it's probably the nicest jersey we've had. I think it's fucking lovely. Yeah, I was actually, this is where I was actually kind of like looking at old jerseys and stuff like that. And one of my favorite jerseys, I'm pretty sure it's like the 1995, the jersey, well, the jersey they wore in 1995. Um, I still actually have one I wear it to bed sometimes. It's, like, it's in bits now, it's paint all over it and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, like our jersey now at the moment, I do really like it. Um, I like the way kind of the crest is like embroidered almost or embossed or whatever it's called on the back of it. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. Um, I think like, and again, it, it probably will sound very biased and I'm sure I am biased, but I do feel that Dublin have the nicest, they have the nicest jersey. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only Dublin jersey that I didn't really like at all was the fucking, uh, we had, uh, we actually wore that jersey, I think in 2011 against Kerry. Um, the, it was the pale yeah. blue one with the yeah. phone on it. Yeah, um, I hated when Vodafone was on Yeah, I've never liked uh, Vodafone. I never liked Vodafone. I just didn't like the logo on it. Like, if I had it just been like Vodafone on it, it would have been fine. But the fact they had the big fucking like circular red logo underneath. Um, oh, love, yeah, it's just shit looking. Yeah, uh, I didn't didn't like it. Um, no, I think like, like the last couple of jerseys have been really really nice. Uh, but yeah, the nineteen ninety five jersey probably one of my favorites. Um, well, how do you feel? Now, I know I already know how you feel about these, but how do you feel about, like, you know, the likes of the uh, St. Patrick's Day edition jersey where it's green or the breast cancer one? Or I don't even think actually it is for breast cancer, the pink jersey. No, it's, not. it's just a fucking stupid pink jersey. 
It's fucking wrecks me here. Don't not wear pink. You wear fucking blue. Um, yeah, like, so like I was going to say, like, obviously I'm into basketball. Like, most basketball teams have, like, five or six jerseys, like, that they wear in one season. So right. they'd have, like, their home jersey, their away jersey. Then they have an alternative jersey. So those three jerseys are kind of, like, the main jerseys they'd wear in rotation. Um, but then you'll have, like, at the moment now in the NBA, it's, like, the amount of jerseys is crazy. So, yeah. like, just for example, like, last year, the Minnesota Timberwolves released a jersey in honor of Prince because, obviously, he was from uh, that area. Um, it was really nice, like, an amazing jersey. I have it. It's, like, a really nice jersey. But they also had – so it came out, it was in black. And then I think they released it in white as well. So they already had three jerseys. So that was four or five jerseys. Then they had what are called throwback jerseys. So, like, that they're old jerseys from years and years ago. Um, and then I think so. I think the Timberwolves alone had like six jerseys last year. The Lakers had. That's um, mad, isn't it? That's a serious. That's a serious money racket, fucking there. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And like, um, now obviously I buy all my jerseys legally and on no knockoff websites or anything like that. But <laughs> they, uh, they, yeah, like you're, if you're buying them from the NBA website, you're looking at like over a hundred dollars in any way for like you know. For the base, you know, the basic kind of one that you could wear, like while you're training or whatever. But then, if you want yeah. like the rep replica ones, you're looking at like I don't even know, like maybe three hundred dollars or so. Um, That's mental. Yeah, fucking crazy. But yeah, no, I I buy all my jerseys off that website, so you know, kind <laughs> of fortune. But yeah, no, and I didn't yeah. like that. I kind of it, that kind of creeped in now to a lot of sports, um, having like all the different jerseys. I think like that, if it's for a good cause, like that, if that pink jersey was for breast cancer or was for, you know, a good cause, yeah, fantastic. And if all the proceeds, you know, when people buy that jersey, um, go to, like, were to go to a fund, fantastic. Uh, the, actually, the St. Patrick's Day kind of ones that were released, I think they came out last year for a couple of counties. They were green, obviously. The NBA done that as well with a couple of teams. Um, they released, like, the exact same jersey, but just a green version of their, you know, their home jersey or whatever. Um, yeah. Again, like yeah, it's a, I suppose like you know tourists might buy it, but like Dublin never wore it in a game. You know, and I don't, this is what I don't get: if they're not going to wear it in a match, why is it even a thing? Um, yeah, exactly. Like I know it tends to be kind of like you know our goalkeeper might wear like our away jersey sometimes, or you know, uh, like I think me in any way I've only ever seen Dublin wearing like their the away jersey like three times in all the years I've been kind of going and watching matches. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like, rare you see the else. Yeah, like last year, I think like that we had like a home jersey, an away jersey, the goalkeeper jersey, and then like an alternative jersey. Like I think like how many fucking counties wear blue? Like there's us and like Loud, I think, wear blue. Like, you know, there's not yeah. many counties that we're going to come up against that we're wearing the same color and we have to wear a different fucking jersey. Exactly, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, don't, I think it is definitely a huge fucking money racket when it comes to things like that. And again, the price of jerseys now is fucking insane. Like that, the new jersey, I think I bought it last year, it was like 70 euro, I think it was, or like 50 Yeah, they're normally around, around 60, I think, Andy. Yeah, around that, like, you know, it's fucking crazy for a sport that, you know, isn't seen as a professional sport. Um, you know, the players aren't so, being paid or, like if yeah. you look at like how much, like, you know, a Premier, Premier League jersey would cost you, um, or even like that, you know, the Ireland international like uh, jersey, it's you know it's up there like the Dublin jersey or any of the GA jerseys are up there with 
you know, with that. So it's a uh, scary, yeah. scary to something. Something that fucking uh, wrecks my head as well is that like, GAA is our national sport, right? Mm-hmm. Every every GAA game should be on RTE because everybody in the country has RTE basically. Yeah, and when they're not on RTE, a lot of people miss out on the games. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. I think like I know like there a while ago, Aussie GAA made a deal with uh, Sky Sports and everything, and like a lot of games kind of did transfer onto that. Um, and now TV3 as well, or well, Virgin Media, whatever it's called now, they show matches as well. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel it should, like, it should be, like nowadays, there should be no reason that like, like no matches, or any match, sorry, isn't broadcast in some way, whether it is on RTE, or it's on like, you know, GA Player or something, for free as well. Um, that, you know, because obviously the likes of like the Dublins, the Kerrys, like the Mayo, like the big name teams are always going to get their matches on telly. And well, I suppose there has been times Dublin matches haven't been shown in the championship and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there, like I feel in any way, there should be some way that no, like, or sorry, every match should be, you know, be able to be viewed in some way or form, whether it be on telly or online or something. Um, but yeah, it is very frustrating when you want to watch a match and you have to pay, like, to fucking pay for it on Sky Sports or... Yeah, exactly. Like I haven't even got it at all. Yeah, like, that, like I think, like, Sky Sports and Air Sports, like, they tend to be on as well, um, which obviously is fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Right, are you ready for some questions, Damo? Oh. They're, I think they're going to be easy enough for you. I hope so, go on. <laughs> Right, we'll start they look off. like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Damo doesn't know anything about GA. Um, <laughs> right, let's start off with an easy one. So, who has the most titles? So, who's won sorry, the All Ireland the most times? Kerry. Ooh, very good. For a bonus point, how many times have they won it? Thirty-seven. Oh, very, have you fucking got your phone there or something? Googling all this as I'm fucking saying it. That's that very I have the laptop in front of me. Right. Because I, I was going to talk about that after. Kerry have, Kerry have the most all Ireland wins at 27, and Dublin are second to 29 wins. Then you, you're probably already answered to this question. Who's in third place after Dublin and Kerry? Galway. How many wins? Nine. Very good. Right. So, but just while we're there, Kerry have been in 60 all Ireland finals in total. Can you, have you got that on your screen? No, I wrote it. I made notes then. I wrote all my all right. notes they've, down. <laughs> they've, they've 60, 60 All-Ireland uh, finals and out of 60, they've won 37. Dublin have 42 finals and won 29. And just, just to rub it in, Mayo have only won the title three times. <laughs> and, and they were in the final 16 times. But <laughs> um, well, Dublin and Kerry are the only ones to hit double digits. Yeah, I was actually surprised when I seen that. Um, and I was, I was kind of surprised as well that Galway were the in third place. I don't know why I would have thought it was like a, a different county. And um, there's only I think there's only I think seven counties that haven't won an All Ireland. That's Carlow, Fermanagh, Kilkenny, Leitrim, Sligo, Westmead, Wicklow, and Longford. London and New York as well. They've never won. Oh, they were, they, well, they went on the fucking list. Google's lying <laughs> to me. Um, right, who won the first All Ireland? The first ever All Ireland. See, yeah. I have to think. I have all this information in front of me. Limerick. You're cheating on this quiz. If this was the leaving cert, Damo, you'd be getting fucking I kicked this, out. I 
I have this screen open in front of me because we were going to be talking about it. So he beat Loud 143 oh. points. <laughs> That's been excellent. Well, right, I know you won't have the answer to this one. How many All Ireland's has JL won? Oh, I don't know that actually. Take a guess. Four? No. More? Less? No, less. Three? No, less. Only one. He's only ever won one. He only ever won really? in 1995. I thought myself, I thought he had two. I thought he was still part of the team in 2011, but no, he wasn't. He, um, he only has the one from 1995, which is crazy because, right. like, he was such a like a phenomenon, I suppose. He was like this icon of the game. Um, Very famous player, yeah. Yeah, but That's like Dublin, you know. Yeah, well, I think like a GA and Hull, like he was the first kind of player that was, uh, you know, getting sponsorship deals from kind of big companies, and you know, was appearing on the late late and all this kind of stuff. You know, not for winning things, it was just here's Jo kind of a thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was all the questions I could find. But that I that thought it? be good. I didn't that, plan it properly. That forced uh, All Ireland and Sam McGuire, whatever it was, uh, to force All Ireland. That was a uh, Limerick and Loud. That was back in eighteen eighty-eight. Yeah, there was uh, only there was only seven thousand people at. We might have the scoreline like one fourth to three points. Like I'm looking at I'm looking at some here now, some really low ones. Like the, in in eighteen ninety-four, Wexford played Cork in the final, and. The score was 1-1 one, one to 1 point. <laughs> Fucking hell. It was great defence. That's all that is. And there, was only, there was only a thousand people at it. Yeah, I think like that, when you look at like some matches um, like that going back, like not, it's only kind of, I suppose, in the last maybe like, last kind of decade maybe that like we've had these kind of really high scorer matches um, or like that matches that are going to like replays and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it used to be like very low scores. Like, I remember like that looking looking that up and seeing that it was just like that, like, you know, teams weren't scoring double, digit, d- double digits um, yeah. in the finals, which I suppose we're so used to now. Like, we're just so used to teams scoring double digits and big numbers in all matches that it's alien to us to hear that, you know, there was people only scoring one point in a whole fucking game. Um, yeah, that, that's it. Wexford and Cork, 1-1 one, one to 1. That has to be like a record. Tipperary we made in eighteen ninety six four points to three points like it's mad. Hmm. Yeah, so there definitely is some very uh some very low low scoring uh, matches out there from back in the day. Uh, I suppose just like times have changed. Obviously, we've seen how like just like sports science has kind of become like a factor. You know, lads getting like nutritionists and like. It, like it is a professional sport really like they may not be classed as professionals but they are professionals um you know when they're stepping on that pit. like the likes of like crow park is such an amazing stadium you know it's not yeah. somewhere you're fucking you know you're just going for a kickabout um it's a huge like huge fucking place according um, according to this last year's final and the year before 2018 and 2019 have the, the most attendance of any All Ireland final, which is eighty two thousand three hundred. Yeah. Now the now the next fucking ten behind that have eighty two thousand as well, but eighty thousand yeah. two hundred or one hundred. But the last two according to this have the most. 
I suppose like that it is um it just kind of goes to show that there is such a huge draw there for the sport and even like you know last year I think we've seen it that the comedian fella from America uh Josh something or other like he That's came right, yeah. over like I know people are kind of kicking up about it saying like oh he's taking a ticket or whatever but if you have to look at it from the way that he's promoting the sport you know like in a different country where the, you know there's not like all right New York have a GA team but like no one fucking knows about it or you know knows what the sport is so when you have someone like him who obviously you know a big online presence or whatever is making videos about it like he made a whole video about coming to the like to the match and everything and just the experience that was, that, that was a final wasn't it he came to the final yeah that's right and um, he's real uh, yeah that's all that's right went to replay yeah but and I think there was a thing where it's two it's the two uh, sports commentators from Sky Sports. Um, I don't know their names, but they do a whole thing again. It may have been last year or the year before last, but where basically they travel around Ireland uh, during kind of the, the build up to the All Ireland final, and they, they're going to different matches and things like that. And they come to the final and just seeing like their reaction to the sport, like how easy you get sucked into it. And just the, like the passion that you know it overflows into the crowd and into people who are watching it, um, it is very like even like I was saying like watching clips like watching that like watching Stephen Cluxton kick that point, like my heart was in my mouth again. Like I knew what was going to happen. I knew he scores the point. Like, but yeah. it's just that like just gives you goosebumps watching it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's uh, and it is one of those things like you know I even think like that like we watch like most of the matches in your house and even like that, watching the finals, like it's a room like of, you know, grown men and like grown women as well. But like, we're easily brought to like tears and just like swearing our heads off over yeah. like the smallest, like t- like if you think about it, you know, like a player missing a shot or taking the wrong shot or giving away a foul, we like, we fucking go ballistic. Yeah. And like that, like potentially like losing or winning a match. Could literally bring you know, and has brought us to tears plenty of times. Um, it's great. It's great. It's a great feeling. I have to say, and I miss it. Can't wait. Yeah, That's one do. of the things I'm. I cannot wait to to come back. Oh, me too. I'm dying for. Um, but yeah, well, that's everything. I think GA. Well, I think we've. Um, we've well, well, just 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 one more thing I want to throw in there. Just to oh, yeah. just to prove that 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 Dublin are the best because we're from Dublin. <laughs> uh, Dublin are the most successful county in history. And we won the championship more than anybody else. We won it 58 times in total. That's more than twice than the next closest to us. So there you go. 58 championships won. More than double from the next one to us. Do you know what I mean? Who, who is it after us? Uh, more than twice to their nearest rival, which is Mead. Hmm. It says. Although Wexford won six consecutive championships back in the past, back in the back in the teens, the nineteen teens, nineteen fourteen to nineteen eighteen, like that's uh, and and Kildare also won six in a row as well, back between nineteen twenty six and nineteen thirty one. How many have we won now in a row? Like four championships. Yeah, I don't know, like Lancers. Yeah, it's been it has to be well over that, and anyway. Uh, something like that anyway is it yeah 14 out of 15 or 15 out of 16 or something yeah, that's crazy and I think like that like something I think does need to change in Lancer like definitely it has become very boring um, but that's not our fault well you know yeah 
But like as a spectator, they like you know, and if you're um, if you're like the, the likes of RTE or whatever, like, and you're looking at what ma- what match you want to put on telly, like, do you want to you know put on like a Dublin like Leinster match where Dublin are going to like literally annihilate the team and you know run away with it, and it's going to be boring, and you know it's going to be boring for anyone outside of Dublin, really. You know, we love yeah. watching the team win, and we love like seeing what they can do. But you know, like there's been plenty of times like we've watched like you know a Kerry or a Mead game as well because they're good games and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, so I, do, I yeah. think something has to kind of change in in Leinster a little bit just to make it a bit more competitive. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but obviously, I still want Dublin to win. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's different when when it's your own county winning. Like uh, like the success yeah. for Dublin now is fantastic, and we just wanted to keep on going. We want to do six in a row. We want to do seven in a row. Um, but I'd yeah, say definitely. because we've won so many in a row now, I'd say the majority of the country just are dying for anybody else to win yeah. the all around. Because <laughs> yeah. I used I used to be the same with the Hurling. I used to be sick yeah. to prior to watching Kilkenny win. So I'd say I don't care who's in the final. I just want them to win it. You know. <laughs> As long as Kilkenny doesn't win, I'll be happy. But I'd say the most of the country are like that with Dublin now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think they were like that before. And anyway, if we like fucking won one match, they wanted us to lose the next game, like whether it was a final or not. Um, <laughs> just, just win the fucking league game. Split Dublin the two. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's what it's like. Point. It's like you know, like that, like first league match, and like Dublin win by like one point. Like, oh, nope, need to split them in two. That's it. Split them in two. <laughs> um, they're too like there's two. They're too strong. But I like I remember as well actually last year, um, hearing that like there was a whole thing of, you know, someone had suggested that Dublin start matches three points down and all this kind of stuff. Like you know, like we go into a match minus three points, uh, from the get go. Like I don't like, to be honest, like do you want to be the team that beats Dublin? You know, like that. Like if you, if you want to, no, yeah, you, you want to beat Dublin. Like if you can say you've beaten Dublin, you want to be able to say you beat them. Like on a level playing ground um, exactly you know and like there's been other, like that Kerry are a very successful successful team as well you know there's never been talk of split them in two or you know um, like when they've been like dominant they, you know and they're still a very dominant team as well there's been no talk of that and it, it is kind of frustrating when you're a Dublin fan to hear like that just absolute shite because all that would happen potentially is you'd have a Dublin Dublin final and then you're going to have people like, well, you know, split us into fucking put it into quarters, then, you know, like just make it smaller and smaller till it's just individual players yeah, on the just, fucking pitch or something. It's just comes jealous of the success, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, this is it. And I kind of feel like that Dublin area, you know, for the most part, a very respectful team. Like, I know there's been the run ins with kind of, you know, Tyrone matches and stuff like that, where there has been like ugly scenes and. You know, you're always going to kind of get that. I think in any county, you know, you're always have one or two players that are oh, yeah. just a bit fucking of an arsehole. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm not saying it's everybody because like there are yeah. there are people that are not from Dublin that would say fair play to Dublin and success. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're good enough to do that. That's great. Yeah, definitely. So it's not, it's not everybody, like, you know what I mean? But it is most of them. It is. Uh, you will, you know, you're, you're going to get that anywhere. I think, you know, there will be the people that don't want to see Dublin win you know and you know if they do win it's because you know we've got more money and i think like that like that's always kind of been something that really does bother me like people saying that oh dublin have so much money that's why they can win you know we yeah sure we can have fantastic facilities and all this stuff you can't fucking force a player to you know become good because he's in the gym every day you know it takes dedication it takes fucking time just players are dedicated and it's not that any you know any other county 
uh, the players aren't dedicated. It's just, you know, maybe Dublin players are that little bit more dedicated. You know, maybe, like, maybe it is. Like, we have, you know, we've got a better gym than fucking the Kerry players or something, so we've got that bit of an edge. But I don't, I don't see how that, you know, like, I could have weights and you could have weights. You know, you could become stronger than I could. Become, you know, I, I might not choose to use them kind of a thing. I can't sit here being like, oh, it's not fucking fair. Damo got muscles I didn't. Like, you know, like, um, I think like like when you kind of bring money into it, it is a bit silly, uh, and things like that. But there'll always be the haters, Damo. That's it. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> who was actually one team that you you can't stand that you just don't like? I think you already know the answer to that, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. I just want you to say it. Mayo. Yeah. Um, and the reason. The reason I hate them is because they're fucking sore losers. Yeah. And they they hate Dublin's success. They fucking they hate it. Kind of before, like I I for a long time for me it was Tyrone. Um, I just didn't like them as a team. I just didn't like them. Uh, I suppose they were a very good team as well. But yeah, when uh the final where what's his face fucking Kieran Donaghy was it Kieran? No, it wasn't Kieran Donaghy. Sure. What's the fucking male fella who threw the GPS? Fucking oh, Lee Keegan, the prick. Lee Keegan, when he done that, I was just like, like, come on, like, cop. That's why they're fucking wankers. Yeah, like, uh, I think like that, that's just unsportsman, you know, yeah. on every fucking level. Um, my, like, my, they to my, dad hate, my dad hates them as well, but my dad hates fucking Donegal more than anybody else. I remember your I dad telling me this, just, yeah. Just, I always hate them. <laughs> I remember him saying um, that know, to me before. And my man hates Tony Gall as well. She just calls him the animals. We're playing the animals this week. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks um, that she ought to talk about it. Yeah, I have nothing against Tony Gall. Seems like a good bunch of lads. I don't really know. It's just the only real team I don't like is fucking now. Right, I, like any team that's not going to kind of be, you know, be a show to sportsmanship at the end of a match. Like that, you know, Mayo felt that was the only way they could win the match. And like, just let, like, just let's say hypothetically, you know, we, like that time when Lee Keegan threw the GPS and, you know, we missed the point and like the referee doesn't cop it, that's fine or whatever. And they go up the other end and score a point, like, and win the match. Like, again, how can Mayo, like, how would you be able to kind of say like, well, we beat Dublin fair and square? Like, you couldn't. Exactly. And something would have to be done there. Like, that was clear on, like, on, it was being broadcast. Like, how fucking thick can he be? The all but there was nothing about it either, was there? No, nothing happened after. I don't, I don't think he got, like, a suspension no, or anything. Or... Nothing. There was no controversy about it. There was nothing. It was just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think, I think not, not that Dublin would do something like that, but if he did, it'd be fucking all over the news and everything, probably. Yeah. Well, we've seen it with that time with Dermot Connolly. Like, you know, when yeah. he pushed the referee or whatever it was. Right, he shouldn't have pushed the referee. The suspension he got didn't match what he done like you know um and again see this you get like a lot of people that like you know we say things like that and they're like oh you're only saying that because you're from dublin it's not like you know it's like if that had have been another player from a different county it wouldn't like it would have been like a two-match suspension or what you know like he missed the championship you know he missed a big chunk of the fucking uh all ireland as well then and he ended up then you know leaving you know he didn't play yeah. for a while he's only back the last year so it's uh it can you know it's not fair on a player to get punished because 
you know, a referee thinks they deserve it because they're from Dublin or, you know, like that. People, like, you know, the media putting kind of pressure as well. Like, we've seen it like that, you know, that time with that referee because there was so much about, like, oh, he's from, like, he lives in Dublin, so he's going to favour Dublin. And he went out and he, you know, he went out to prove a point that he's not favouring Dublin and nothing yeah. to do with that, you know. A bit too much. Yeah, like, nothing to do with that, you know, he was kind of clearly against Dublin in that game, but it just ruined the flow of the game and, you know, how it, uh, how it would um how it played out really do you know what I mean like it just it was yeah. ruined kind of the atmosphere of the game um, but there's a lot of refs like that as well that seem to be always against them and you know and you can yeah. feel it by the, by the way the game is even being played no? yeah oh definitely and you you tend to see it early on as well you know uh, like small kind of fouls and this is the you, you want referees to let the game you know yeah, flow slowly. and go You're like right fair enough stop it for you know a, a foul where a player is possibly hurt or isn't getting back up or you know can't play the advantage but like you get the rest that like you know blow the whistle every fucking time the player gets touched kind of a thing um yeah you know and it, it tends to just like that ruins the match going forward and players become kind of won't go in for challenges or you know won't jump for the ball or different things like that because they're just going to get a foul you know call them um yeah yeah, but no, I cannot wait for GA to get back. I can't wait for GA get, to get back and to be able to come down to your house, Emma, watch matches with you and have a drink. Um, I know, I'm dying for it, man. Dying for it. I, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait for it to happen. And obviously, I to see your dad and your mum and all your family. I, li- I like the way he's adopted me. He's adopted me during the uh, championship in the All-Ireland. <laughs> so, uh, nice. Um, but no, so yeah, so we'll wrap up now. Uh, Annie, I know you, you said you didn't have a recommendation this week, Damo. Um, but no, anything, I Sorry. we'll have to start making a, a more. I suppose this is a GA special, so um, yeah. go watch a load of go the, watch all the last five all Ireland finals yeah. in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely recommend going and doing that. Um, yeah, next week we'll be obviously looking for topics and everything. So, anyone that wants to give us something, know. what so I said, so let us know. Oh, I <laughs> think you said no. But they must quit the show. I'm debating, I'm debating whether to crack open the can now. They know that I play a bit of poker. We'll have the laptop here in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have a drink. Um, yeah, why not? I thought it was Friday, so I might as well, you know? Yeah, no, because I'll, I'll be playing poker tomorrow and I'll be drinking, so I might get a bit of practice in tonight and have a can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of practice at your can opening. Yeah, that's it. Um, practice that pouring. Uh, a little special announcement demo. Um, so, like I'd been saying, the last kind of couple of shows, I've been working on my own little side venture Saturday serial. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's going to be good to go on the. Hang on, I just get my calendar here so I make sure I say the right date so everyone knows. It's going to be launching on the 23rd of May. So, it's only a couple of weeks away. Um, oh, nice. Looking forward to it. It's like I've been saying, it's going to be on Patreon. It's going to be five euro a month. Uh, for that five euro, you'll get the, there'll be like four podcasts of the Saturday serial, and there'll be one bonus podcast every month um, where I'll do like a film or um, I'll kind of do like a, a feature length thing, I suppose, um, instead of the usual. So it'll be a bonus podcast. So five podcasts a month, that's a euro podcast basically. Um, there's going to be other content there as well, uh, things like little videos that we're like that's all going to kind of build up over time. 
Um, it's going to be one tier. I've no intention of adding, like, there is some Patreon pages where you've got, like, different tiers. So, like, you know, for a fiver, you get the podcast, and for a tenner, you get something else. I'm not doing that. It'll all just be a fiver. Like I said, the main reason I'm doing this is to try and help fund our normal nonsense uh, videos yeah. that we want to kind of start making. Um, and to fund this podcast as well, to get like better equipment, better uh, software and different things like that and just grow the fan base. But as a little treat, because I'm a nice guy, um, I'm going to release episode one completely for free on Saturday morning. So anyone that's listening to this on Friday, tomorrow you'll be able to this listen Saturday. to episode. This Saturday, yeah. So oh, the nice. the ninth of May, episode one will be free on Spotify. Um, it may be uploaded onto the normal nonsense feed as such. I don't know yet. I, I'm trying to figure out how to get it up. Um, oh, I don't know how to get it up. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so episode one is the X Men animated series. Um, a huge fucking cartoon, one of my favorites. But and yeah, and. Obviously, I do want to. Uh, I'll be having guests as well on the show, talking about their favorite cartoons, like yourself, Damo. Um, oh, but yes, this was episode sixteen, Damo. We are very close to episode twenty now. We are within touching distance of episode twenty. So we still have to give somebody a prize. We will. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we are. We are obviously looking at how we can. Uh, yeah, we can make that prize uh, something really special for all our followers. There's still time. If you want to be part of it on Instagram, you can find us and on Facebook. Uh, search normal, normal, normal nonsense. I think we're normal nonsense podcast on Instagram. Um, we're, if you search normal nonsense on Facebook, our little picture will come up and you'll see us. There may be a second normal nonsense page from when we originally started the podcast a very long time ago. Oh. But yeah, we're normal normal nonsense podcast on Instagram. All one word, a very long name. Go follow us on there. Um, and obviously when everything does get back to normal, like Dame always talked plenty of times about doing videos as well that will tie into the podcast. So we will yeah. be looking at that. We might even look at like if restrictions are lifted a bit more and we can meet up, we may look at doing a little video or something. Uh, yeah, the sooner, we can, the sooner we can meet up again, the better. Yeah. Uh, like that, obviously, coronavirus has uh, thrown a spanner in the works. But yeah, hopefully now we're coming into the, uh, near the end of it. And anyway, I'd hope. Um, or, Fingers well, crossed. Hopefully to yeah. head in the right direction. Anyway, we hope. So this is a, a big thank you, obviously, to everybody that's out there fighting this and doing what they can. And a big thank you to everybody that's staying at home. Um, to the people that live across the road from me, because I'm sitting here, obviously, recording this, and I'm looking at my window. About 10 minutes ago, there was a big gang of people outside the, um, their house. And they were, they were uh, like, not like within the two meters of... Oh. Um, so if they're listening... Stop, like, stop being dicks. Stop being dicks. Um, yeah, but that's it, really. Just let them know. Stop being dicks. Cool. Uh, yeah, I hope they're listening. They're big fans, I think. <laughs> well, anyone that's out there doing shit like that, stop doing shit like that. Like, we all want to get back to normal. We all want to be able to go for a pint and 
be able to have as many points as we want. So exactly, you're ruining it for us. But right, demo. I think it's time we sign right. off. Yeah, let's do so, it. I've been John, and I've been Damien as usual. And this has been the Normal Nonsense Podcast. Yeah, so, so two to be up the dubs. Oh, <laughs> oh I like that tie in. I like that. Because <laughs> it was a Dublin fucking GA special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, guys, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Once again, guys, all the best.